spitting uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention Pull out the savage written This is my aphorisms Plus I got bad intentions Call it the thirst for more And storm will have vision At times I'm on the H that Gandhi kicking So pour a cup of that life liquid That's ever so omnipresent Other times I'm on this beat Gonna catch a body mission Like Sun ain't listening Then we hit them like Sunny listen But nah, let me call my diction Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 341. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I'm your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing okay, man. We are recording uh, November 4th, Wednesday morning. We're going to we're gonna stick to sports today, uh, but know that that's the context <laughs> with which we're talking. So, uh, before we get too far, I want to talk basketball today, but before we get started, uh, most important question every week, and especially today, how you doing, buddy? I'm not doing. I'm not doing great. <laughs> I would say I, I'm. I've done worse. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> done worse. <laughs> Here's the thing. The lucky. The the lucky part. You know, with the the backdrop of the election going on, which we are not going to talk about because this would be an eight hour podcast. Um, with the backdrop of that, I'm very lucky that we're not going to be talking Atlanta Falcons today. Because I would say <laughs> very bad things about Matt Ryan, about Calvin Ridley, about Arthur Blank, who I would just like to say is definitely a vampire. Just got to put that out there. Well, um, he's not. He's not not a vampire. You know, I'll give you he's that. He's hundred percent a vampire. He's hundred yeah, percent. I'll give vampire. you that. <laughs> if there, I put it like this. I won't say he is a vampire, but I will say that if vampires exist. He's definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo I love. I love. I. I. think they should make a sequel to uh, what we do in the shadows and have it just like NFL owners edition. And you get Jerry yes. Jones in there. You get Arthur. But you get get just NFL owners out there just vamping it up. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones isn't a vampire, but he like funds all of the vampire activity. Like he knows who they are. <laughs> He's 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 a familiar as you know from Blade. He's a familiar. That's what it is. Yes, yes, yes. That's who Jerry Jones is. Yes. Yeah. Now I want to watch all the Blade movies, even the bad one. Let's just watch Blade. They're all they're all on HBO Max. Let's just do that. Yeah. Let's just let's let's pause the podcast. Go watch Blade yeah. and just do For just like do the next a Blade six hours. podcast. Yeah. Just do a Blade based <laughs> podcast. I'm in. I'm in. Um. I do love those yeah. movies. Like, I will say the second Blade. Have you seen that one recently? Oh, I have not seen any of them since they came out. Yeah. So the second one, I watched it, I don't know, like three years ago or something like that. And I was stunned by how much the visual effects did not hold up. Because it was... Yeah, I bet it, came, it doesn't. Yeah, it came out right around that time that, like, like Phantom Menace came out. And, like, they were just... Mm. It was, like, that big influx of CGI. And it was just yeah. like at the time it looked really cool, but now you look and you're like, oh, that looks terrible comparatively. Yeah. You know what you know movie? What I mean? You know what movie that is for me that I watched recently, also on HBO Max. I promise we're not sponsored by HBO Max, but um, <laughs> I watched um, The Matrix. The Matrix is very much that way. Oh no, that's too bad. Yeah, you watch it and you're like, yeah, this feels like late '90s, early 2000s special <laughs> effects. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, but yeah, so but we're, 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 yeah, we're allegedly a sports podcast, so um, let's let's talk basketball. Um, <laughs> but let's talk Houston because uh, things are changing in Houston. Yeah, so this is interesting to me. Houston, did he just not resign or did they fire him? I think it was his contract up. 
and he just didn't resign. Talk, I'm talking I, about Daryl Morey, so. the general manager. Yeah, I think they were talking about, uh, you know, like like it as like a mutual parting of ways, I think. I think that's how it was yeah. advertised. Either way, he's not yeah. in Houston anymore. He is the president of basketball operations for the Philadelphia 76ers, which I think is always interesting whenever teams have the president of basketball operations and the GM, and they're not always the same person. That's always an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, always, always interesting. Um, I, I will say you couldn't do a more of a 180 turn from Sam Hinkie to to Daryl Morey, like just wildly different minded people. And it's it's so interesting, right? Because it's like I was thinking about this yesterday. So I read this rumor that said that the Sixers are going to be interested in perhaps training for James Harden. And I was thinking about whether or not I think that's a good idea for Philly. Okay. And I th- and I thought about like, would doing that would that like kill the process or would it validate the process? Because the the idea of the process was, we want to win a championship, and yep. in order to win a championship, you have to have one of the ten guys in the league, right? So what we're going to do is give ourselves the most ping pong balls available to get one of those 10 guys, right? And then we're going to use those assets to get better players, right? Or to try to get us, if we don't get one of those guys, to try to get one of those guys. So is it a negative on the process that they've drafted however many of these top picks they have in the first round and none of them appear to be the guy? Or is it a positive if they take those assets and then flip them into one of those guys? I think it's both, right? I think it's a positive that they take those assets because that's always the point, right? You acquire as many assets as you can, and when you have the opportunity to make a trade for a James Harden, you pounce on that, right? Which Daryl Morey did in Houston. That's what right? he did in Houston, yeah. Um, now, the, the 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 negative side of that is, what, what, we're like six years down the road, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that I, I'm sorry. If your plan takes six years, you suck. I'm sorry. That's just the way it goes. Like, <laughs> and like it's if not that's a plan. your plan, yeah, it's, it's not, not a plan. plan anymore. Yeah, it's not a plan yeah, anymore. It's like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, the plan. So, the plan is eventually we'll be good. I think that's every yeah. team's plan. <laughs> yeah. Right. So now it, it, it's different if you're talking about it like as a philosophy. Like we have a philosophy in this building of acquiring assets, maintaining cap flexibility, um, short-term contracts until we can pounce on a trade. That's different, right? And that's more like yeah. kind of what Maury does. Um, yeah. Hinky was literally, let's be as bad as possible um, until we get a couple superstars, including drafting and strategically placing people not on the court <laughs> so In that we can continue, continue to do yeah. that. Yeah. So like... It's a little different. It, it seems slightly nuanced, but it is different. So, I, I would say, yeah, I would say it, it, it's a win in that regard. That yes, they're they're looking to flip assets, and I'm assuming that ends up being Ben Simmons. Um, then yes, that's a win. But it, it, it's like six years down the road. So like, no. <laughs> when they started that process six years ago. Like, the end plan wasn't, we're going to draft Ben Simmons and then trade him for James Harden, right? Like, that's not the plan. No, that wasn't the plan. The plan no. was, we're going to draft Ben Simmons, he's going to win us a championship. Yeah, like that, that was, was the plan. plan. Yep. Right, and so, if that doesn't pan out, 
Like, I, I don't know if that's a, a, a negative or a positive. Cause it, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if they don't win a title with James Harden either, which they won't. But if they don't, <laughs> then... <laughs> are, you, are you doubting James Harden's prowess in the playoffs, Dwayne? Yes, yes. For I, shame. I am. For I shame. Most, I most certainly am. Um... <laughs> But if I'm Houston, I absolutely if they call if Houston if, if Maury calls me and is like, look, I'll give you Ben Simmons and our pick for James Harden. Like I say <laughs> yes before I even before I can hang the phone up. <laughs> like, I try not to say it too fast because I don't want to seem like too eager to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I would do that in a heartbeat. You're yeah, not going anywhere. Yeah. That team's going nowhere with James Harden. The team's not going anywhere. No. Yeah, the question then anywhere. would be, could they get rid of, of of Westbrook? And I don't, I I think that's that ship may have sailed. I don't know that anyone else is trading for Westbrook. Yeah, I, you know, I I still think that Knicks trade makes a level of sense as long as the Knicks do it right. Like as long as they give up Julius Randle as the centerpiece of that trade and not, you know, <laughs> Mitchell Robinson or Kevin Knox yeah. or. Um, or, or R.J. Barrett, as long as as long as long those guys aren't the centerpiece of that trade, then I do think there's a Knicks trade that makes sense in there. Um, oh, my God. But, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Barrett for Russell Westbrook. I can see. Barrett for Russell Westbrook is definitely happening, isn't it? Well, that, that would be the fear, right? Like, if I'm a Knicks fan and I hear Russell Westbrook, I'd be like, please let this be all our short-term power forwards on, on big one-year deals. Like, please let that be the trade. Because <laughs> by the time you got to pay Barrett, right, you, you, Russell will be gone. So that's that. the Knicks are in that unique situation where they could give up guys that uh, aren't necessarily huge and, and absorb that money and not have it kill them long-term. But the point is not to give up your long-term assets in the process. And that's what the Knicks would need to do. And I think, uh, I think Houston would listen to that taking on less money um, with more movable players. Cause you bring in Julius Randall and sure Julius Randall's not a great contract, <laughs> but you look at that and you can flip Julius Randall much easier than you can flip Russell Westbrook. You can talk somebody into Julius Randall, Russell Westbrook, you need to take bad contracts back in order to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't know what Houston's doing. Is Houston going to gut themselves and and go back into rebuilding mode or do you should. think that they Houston's, try to make the I, I, best I, of it? Also, like Houston hired a coach. They hired oh, yeah. my best friend of all time, Steven Silas. That's right. That's right. The the Steve Sai. That's that's I like it. Yeah. Let's do give him an opportunity. <laughs> I'm very listen, listen. I've been very I'm probably on this podcast at some point. I've been very critical of Steven Silas, and I've I've questioned whether or not he had photos of Michael Jordan in compromising positions. As oh, to, we we know, we know it. Jordan just owed him money. That's all. That's it. There was a, <laughs> they were at a team meeting one night, and like Steven Silas goes, "Oh man, the Astros are not pulling this off." And Jordan goes, "You want to bet?" And that's how it starts. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I know what happened was they were on a code. They were on a, an executive retreat. Jordan wanted to play poker. Everyone in the room was like, "Look, Mike, we don't want to do this. Like, like, it's t- it's early. It's late. We got to get up early." Like, Jordan's like, "No, we're playing." And then like <laughs> four hands in, Jordan's down like twelve grand, and like and Silas is like, "Mike, like, let's just call it." And he's like, oh, "How about this? I bet you my house in Florida." 
that I will draw a face card out of this deck right now. And Steven's like, I mean, guy, like, all right, I guess. And then he draws like a nine of diamonds. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan just yells the F word and storms out. <laughs> Steven Silas is like, I guess I got a job. I, I guess did. I got a, I got a job now. Yeah, like, like, all right, keep the house. You just have to keep me on the staff for the next three years. He's like, fine. <laughs> Something stupid like that. No, I saw that. Steven Silas is a good coach. Uh, everyone that's ever, like, I've never heard any, any players that have said anything bad about him. I'm glad he's getting mm-hmm. his chance. He paid his dues. He's been around forever. Yeah. I'm glad he's getting his chance. I really, th- which is, makes me hope they, they tear it down and give him a young team to work with. That's what that, I When hope. he was in Charlotte, I, I, yeah. that's what he did. He played, he, he worked with Kemba when Kemba came in. And like, like he's just kind of been like the guy they throw the young guys to to learn the system. So I just mm-hmm. I kind of hope they give him a young team, and let him. I wish they still had Capella. Although Capella's probably not young anymore. He's been around long enough that he's probably old. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I wonder? Um, w- would Covington be enough to send to like Golden State for that number two pick? No. 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 Okay. I'm just curious because I. I feel like getting some draft assets and moving off Covington and Westbrook should be priorities for them. Not that they need to get rid of Covington, but Covington is someone that could get them an asset, and I think that that yeah. would be good for them. They should go young. They should go young, and they should rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have the opportunity, Harden is very tradable. I think almost any team in the league would probably talk, have a conversation yeah. about Harden. It's, it, it's funny. I was just talking about them, like, and in my head, Harden was already gone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Harden is extremely tradable. Yeah. I think obviously you trade Harden too. <laughs> um, Westbrook is the key. Like if if you get someone, if I were them, I would move Westbrook first. Like if if I if if I could get Westbrook and get anything in return, I don't even care what it is, just anything in return for Westbrook, then I would trade. I would look into trading Harden. But if I can't trade Westbrook, then I mean you just run it back for one more year. I mean you don't really have another option. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But they know. But they know. It's, but especially with the West getting tougher, the West is just continuously getting harder and harder. And the Warriors will be back in the mix next year. Like it's hard to see. Like the the Warriors. Like excuse me, the Rockets. They missed their window. Like they they had their window two years there against Golden State, where they had a real shot to make the finals and win the finals, and yep. they just didn't do it. And it happens. You know, like teams miss their windows. You can see when it's starting to close, and that one has probably closed for Houston. So yeah, and and, and there's nothing new... wrong with getting beat by Houston or getting beat no. by Golden State those years, right? It was still a really good yeah. team. It's not anything against them. It's not even really anything against Harden, really. It's like he just he he lost in the fight. He lost in the Western Conference Finals to an all-time great team. Like, <laughs> like it happens. There's plenty of players that that's happened to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, it's yeah. I, I it it I I I think to call that era. A failure, which some people do, I think is too strong. I think that's too much. Yeah, it depends on where your bar is. If your bar is title, then yes. But I don't think their bar should have ever been at title. Yeah, I don't think anyone's bar should be title or bust, except for the Lakers and Clippers right now because they gave up so much for what they've got. (laughs) But I think in general, like, like title or bust isn't really... It doesn't make sense in a league where one out of 30 teams wins the title each year. Like, it's just... It's hard to win a title, you know what I mean? Like Super Bowl too. Yeah. Like it's just one out of thirty-two teams each year. Like you're every team can't be 
title or bust. Like you can't have that mentality. Yeah. There's got to be. Yeah. I mean, you're always working toward a title. I'm not saying you're happy if you lose, but you can't like call a, an era a failure if it doesn't culminate in a championship. In my opinion. But yeah, I've always it, it, rooted for teams that don't win championships. So yeah, you know. like, I, was, I, was, I was just about to say, like, I'm not the one to ask that question to because I want the Hornets to win the Southeast Division. It's like, can we get a division win? <laughs> I remember a few years ago when they were making a push for the playoffs, and I was like, yeah, they should trade for Mark Gasol. Like, think about what it would mean to the franchise to win the division. <laughs> yeah, it'd be huge. Be huge. <laughs> Hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe I'm not the one to ask that question, but I would say, <laughs> um, flip side of this of this coin, we didn't talk about Philly much. Philly is in a rougher, a tougher spot, I think, than Houston is because I see a path forward either way for Houston. Like Houston can run it back and compete and get the four seed again and lose in the playoffs, and that'll probably be their future. What does Philly do? Like if you're if <laughs> If you're Maury, you walk in that building. What's the first thing you do besides demanding that Ellen Brand give you his office? That's probably the first thing he does. <laughs> I you trade like, oh. Ben you trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. Like that's what you do. That's the best <laughs> move for them. James Harden fits so much better on that team. He fits so much better on that team with uh, with Joel Embiid. Like like I think that bringing in James Harden. Um, is makes all the sense in the world for them and moving Ben Simmons now before his trade value goes even further down I think is a great move for them Houston it works because now you've got a young asset I know that's a lot of money but now you've got a, a different young asset to move forward with I, I think that makes all the sense in the world so that that's the trade I move I call uh, you know if I'm Maury I call up my old phone and I'd be like hey hey Tina can you put on uh, somebody else uh, you know the new the new GM. Can you? I can't remember his name. Can you put him on? Did please? they hire and, a new GM? And, yeah. So what was that? Okay. I said, well, did they, they hire a new GM? If they don't, I I don't know. Maybe Tina's running things. It's very possible. Tina so, might be. Get get uh, Silas on the phone. Where's Silas? Get him in. Yeah. Phone. Yeah. Get Silas on the phone. Tina. You know. Also, don't tell Silas about the bagels. Um, I still expect to have bagels when we play, and I don't want him to know about the best spots. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Got to understand. This is important. This is an important yeah. conversation. Yeah. Critical. Steven Silas, born and raised in Charlotte. Not a bagel guy. Biscuit guy. Not a bagel guy. Biscuit guy. Of course he's a biscuit guy if he's from Charlotte. Like no biscuits. doubt. Uh, that's obvious. So the, that's obvious. So the key is when you bring him in, you bring in Ben Simmons, and you say, hey, Ben, you can have any bagel that you want over there on that plate. Right. We got them. We got them all. We got you know. Got you. We got your cinnamon raisin. Yeah. Which we know we hate. We got you everything. <laughs> but you see that Embiid, plate of biscuits over there. You know Embiid. You know Embiid doesn't even like jalapeno bagels, but he ate it anyway because he knew Ben Simmons. That was his favorite. <laughs> like, you know that's, that's how good. Kind of. It's the kind of jerky. He is. Yeah, he'd be like. I, he'd be like. He'd be like, oh, there's that jalapeno bagel. There's only one. I know Ben's not in here. I'm going to get it. And Ben would come and be like, I didn't know you liked the jalapeno bagels. And he'd just look at him, smile, and be like, I don't, and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's what's happening. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, so I think that I think you're right. I think that Philly needs to do something. And I think the obvious move is Ben Simmons and a, and a pick for Harden. Yep, I think that makes that sense. makes the most sense. That makes the most sense. Um, it's a 
for both teams really I also think they should I also think they should try to unload Al Horford I don't know if anyone does that but I think they should try to unload Al Horford too yeah, I think you that know, gives I, them a, a, a little more flexibility. He's useless for them at this point. And I think if they, it, it de- yeah, it depends if they can get a player out of that somehow. Whether it means they got cap room and were able to sign a player, I don't know the cap situation, or get a player back that can help them, then it makes sense to me. But I think if you're subtracting him and not replacing him at all in any way, shape, or form, then I don't know that it's really worth doing for them because they'll have to give up an asset to move him. You know what I mean? I think he, he who could they replace him with anybody? He was not good for them last year. <laughs> but he I'm just saying, like, good. is is him being on the roster? Um, I, I got to look at their money, right? I got to look at their money situation. Their so, money sucks. Their yeah. money's a, they have no cap room. Zero. Yeah. Okay. So so Horford's twenty seven point five million, right? So that that puts them down. If they get rid of him, let's say they get rid of him and don't take money back, right? Um, then that puts them at 120 million. That doesn't really give them a whole lot more cap room. So, to to me, if you're getting rid of Horford and you're not taking back anything and you're giving up an asset to do it and you're not able to sign anybody, I don't know that it's worth it. Like if you can dump him for expirings and not have to give up a pick, sure, I'm all for it, right? But I don't know that that deal is out there for them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You don't want to do a deal just because you need to do a deal. You want one that makes sense. Yeah, and you need <laughs> they need, you know, they need bodies right now. They got 147 million on the payroll right now and they've got guys guys that were key contributors for them like Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks and Trey Burke and uh Ral Neto. Those guys are all Kylo Quinn. Those guys are all off the books. So they're going to have to use minimums and exceptions and trades to try and just bring out to try to just feel the roster. You know what I mean? You know you know you know I love me some Kylo Quinn. Yeah, yeah, he, he puts good minutes there for them, um, and they're gonna need they're gonna need guys like Zaire Smith and Furkan Korkmaz to 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 play big roles for them this year. And I I don't know that they're gonna be comfortable with that. So uh, ideally, what you do is you move Simmons, uh, you know, in something, and you get Harden, and then you move maybe you can move Tobias Harris and turn that into two players, and then give up Al Horford or something. Like ideally, you got nah, it that see, way. I'd rather I would rather if I'm them, I'd rather keep Harris than Horford. No, no, no. You move both, right? Like, you try oh, okay. to get rid of both. I'm just saying with Horford, it might be harder to give him up and get players back. You might just be giving him yeah. up and getting yeah. expirings that don't you help can, you. You, you'll be, you, you, can yeah. get, you could probably get – if you're moving Harris's contract, you could probably get something for him. Yeah, I don't think you have to attach assets to Harris. I think you can move Harris and get a couple players that help you uh, where maybe Harris the for Kuzma gives you a little no? bit more of a fit for you. You know what I mean? Harris for Kuzma. Who says no? Oh, uh, well, I, you know, outside of Lakers fans, I think that's I think that trade makes a lot of sense. Now we'd have to figure out the money side of it, right? Because Harris the money makes thirty four million. They can make the money work. It's the Lakers. The Lakers. There's an unwritten rule that the Lakers can just create money. They could just create money. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, they they they'd have to find like thirty million dollars in contracts to give up. <laughs> oh, has, <laughs> has Kuzma not been paid? I thought Kuzma got paid. He's not got paid no, yet. Ku- no, Kuzma. Oh. He's uh he's got three million dollars next year. And then, oh, uh, never mind. Then I thought he was yeah. on like an eighteen million dollar deal. Never mind. 
No, 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 no. So that 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 would be a tough situation for them. So that would um, be at least yeah, at least they can the they can make up money. They can't make up thirty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that would be really tough. Um, Silver would be like, look, I'll give you three. Like, right? You want me to just sweep away three million in there? That's fine. I can't sweep away twenty-two million dollars, guys. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Mark Cuban's gonna notice. He might be the only one, but he'll notice. <laughs> Mark Cuban's gonna notice. <laughs> oh, speaking of Mark oh, Cuban, God. like there's there's a trade, right? Like some sort of like mm. Maxi Kleber, Delon Wright, Dwight Powell combination um, for Tobias Harris. Like that's that, I love that. That's something that, is that a works. Smart trade. That's a really mm-hmm. smart trade. I like that a lot. That makes Philly instantly better. Yeah, yeah, they, they they get a little more depth. They get off that money, and then um, and Dallas, you know, Dallas gets another legitimate scorer to pair up with Luca, which is a good fit, I think. So, so you know, a trade like that, I think, might make sense. Um, I don't know, Philly, like you said, Philly could go a lot of different ways. They could blow this up. They could retool around Embiid um, and Harden, or they could, you know, run it back. They could do just about anything. What are the chances they trade Embiid? I, I would say zero, but you never know, right? Yeah. I mean, Maury, Maury, you know, he committed to a small ball lineup in Houston. I don't know that Doc will have the same interest in that that D'Antoni did. So, you know, that might be not be the case. But if he and Doc talk and Doc said, and I, I did not intend that to rhyme, but if he and Doc together. I'm with it. I'm for it. Doc yeah. talk. Let's start. A, talk. We should start a, a, a segment of the podcast. A new a new segment called Doc Talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about Doc Rivers. Doc Doc Doc. It's all about Doc. I like Doc Rivers. I could get on board with that. I do um, like Doc Rivers. See, Doc Rivers seems like a good guy. He does, and then a good coach. He's a good coach. Uh, but good coach. you know, you know, I I I'm guessing that Daryl Morey is probably because Daryl Morey is always going to chase stars. That's something we know. Uh, but we know that he can adapt to what his coach views as as a strength for their coaching and a strength for the roster. So I'm guessing that's the conversation they're having right now is, hey, do you want to build off of, off of, you know, what pieces on this roster do you want to build off of? And Doc says not Joel Embiid. I think, I think there's very much a chance he could get moved. I think that if you tell Doc Rivers, you tell Doc Rivers, he has the chance to coach James Harden and, and Joel Embiid in the East. I think he salivates at it. He's like yeah. we can ask. He's like he's like if you give me those two, I can win the East. I think so too. I definitely do. Because you go to the East next year. The East for the last ever since Philly. LeBron left. Really, Philly. Man, it's year. so interesting. Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey in Philly. It's it's just very interesting to me. Such a wildly different pair of 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 people to be in charge of that team compared to what we've had the last decade. Yeah, and and smarter. I know people think Sam Hinkie's really smart. I don't think he's a dumb person. But I think Sam Hickey's definitely one of those people that thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. But yeah, but Doc Rivers knows basketball, man. He knows he he, he knows what wins and what doesn't. And yep. if he goes yeah. in there and he's like, "Look, you can't win with James Harden with uh, excuse me, with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. You haven't been winning." I think you make a move. <sighs> Yeah, um, I, I think so. That clearly something needs to happen in Philly. And I know I know the injuries are, are, are always something they can fall back to and say, well, we haven't really seen this team at full strength. But I, I, I still think the, the roster seems fundamentally flawed and something needs to happen. I want to talk about two guys 
um, switching topics slightly. Us? Two guys. We that, can talk about uh, us. Oh yeah, let's talk about us. <laughs> talk about two how's guys. it going, buddy? How you it's doing? going. It's going all right. I feel better. Twenty-seven minutes of basketball talk. That feels better. Feels better. <laughs> two guys that have said that rumors have are leaking out that want out of the current situations that I think are interesting for kind of different reasons. Um, the first guy is the rumor is that Victor Oladipo wants out of Indiana. <laughs> All right, Victor. <laughs> Which I think is interesting. I don't know why yeah. he would want out, first of all. I think he's in a perfect situation. I don't really yeah, know why. Me too. And I don't know. He, and I don't know who who is giving up any asset for a Victor Oladipo that we don't know is as good as he was two years ago anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe he just wants the ball more. Maybe like Malcolm Brogdon there makes him feel like he's not getting the ball enough. That's the only thing I can think of. Because uh, Oladipo, I mean, he he basically just had a lost season. I don't know why. I don't know what he has to complain about um, in that regard. Like, just just come back and come back hard. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the people love T.J. Warren? I don't know what's bothering him. Oh, my but God. That's that would be the best. If he wants out because T.J. Warren played well in the bubble. <laughs> yeah, I just can't imagine. And it's such a nice lineup. Like, you look at that, like, Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren, Turner, and Sabonis. That's such a nice lineup. That, just... that roster has been put together by a person that understands basketball. Yeah. That ro- yeah. That is that that roster is very well built. Yeah. I will say Oladipo would look really good in Portland. I I I will say that. But I don't know Ooh, if a trade makes sense not, there, but Oladipo that. makes sense. Don't there. Do that. No, no, no. No, I'm not I'm not saying they should do a CJ for Victor Oladipo trade, but Oladipo cuz I I don't know that that really moves the needle for Portland, but I do think Oladipo fits that lineup really well. So, that's all I'm saying. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Now 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 that's all we're going to think about the rest of the day. <laughs> because it's Portland and Oladipo. <laughs> if you could get Oladipo without giving up CJ, I would love that. I wouldn't do CJ for Oladipo though. Yeah, you know, you could do that if you trade um Ariza, Collins, and a pick will get you close. Hmm. I kinda like that. that. But I do that if I'm Indiana though. I like that if I'm Portland. Yeah, Indiana. Well, it, it depends. If 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 Oladipo is complaining, then I'm shopping him. And if that's the best deal I get, then sure. But but I kind of feel like somebody could beat that offer. Maybe Philly. Maybe that's where the maybe that's where the Ben Simmons trade is. Although I don't like that. If I'm Indiana, I don't like bringing in Ben Simmons and all that money. But I want if yeah if I'm if I'm doing if I'm Ben Simmons, I want excuse me if I'm giving them Ben Simmons, I, I think I want Miles Turner. Oh yeah, if if you're Philly, you're looking at Miles Turner. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that, especially if you're moving on from Embiid. Interesting. That's <laughs> interesting. Indiana, don't tr- come on, Victor. Just one more year, and then just go sign your deal somewhere. Yeah, yeah, right. Because that, that team could win the East. Like yeah, I really got, think that team could win the East next year. <laughs> yeah, you got one year left on your deal, man. Just go out, ball out, and then sign somewhere next year. The, the money will be. You, you have a good season. You have a good season. The, the money will be there. Yeah, he'll get paid. No one cares about injury history. If if he comes out next year and doesn't and isn't injury prone, now yeah. the next guy on my list is a guy who I think needs to worry about the money and worry about the injury. Gordon okay. Hayward apparently wants out of Boston. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's. I don't know what he gets on the open market, but it's got to be like two years, twenty million or something. Like that's got to be what Gordon Hayward's market is 
with the injuries that he's had to deal with. And then, you know, when he's been on the court, he's been fine, but he's been more like a role player than a, you know, starter. You know what I mean? Gordon Hayward, he's got this he's got this player option for 34 million. Yep. I'm starting to think he kind of opts out of it. I wonder. I I can't imagine he leaves that money on the table though. He's probably I think he might just want the years cuz I think he could pro- someone would give him like 3 years 45 million. Someone would do that. Okay. 345 or maybe 450. Maybe 4 for 50 million. I don't know if he's getting a 4-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> that fourth year, you might be asking for a lot. <laughs> maybe four year with a team option, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, huh. But yeah, I, he's interesting to me because I think he he's he's still a very functional player in the right situation. Uh, they they brought him to Boston, kind of thinking he would not thinking he would obviously be over. Tatum and Brown, those are your two guys. But thinking he's that third guy that's kind of going to, like, spell them and they were just getting these interchangeable wings that can guard three positions and switch and all this kind of stuff, and he's not really lived up to that. He's shown spurts of that and he's been good, but not really consistent. I disagree. Yeah, no, I disagree. I think they brought him in to be the number two. I think that's what they... Because remember... To To Tatum? to, To Kyrie. Because remember, Kyrie. they. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely. I forgot that they even had Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, because Tatum was a rookie. You're absolutely so, right. You're absolutely yeah. right. You're 100% correct. Yes. They brought him <laughs> in to be the number two. I forgot that even happened. <laughs> <laughs> so did most of Boston. So, you know. It's like <laughs> You're 100% correct. When they brought him in, it was supposed to be Kyrie and Hayward with the two young guys that were going to come up and be the next. You're 100% correct. Yeah, that's 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 what that's what the dynamic was. But that team's completely different now. That's that's a completely it, that is clearly Tatum and Brown's team and Kemba and Hayward is the fourth guy on that roster now. Fifth, if you yeah. like Marcus Smart. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I was gonna say like fourth is like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fifth if you, if you really like Marcus Smart. So I I kind of understand why his feelings has changed there. But 34 mil for a, a guy past his prime who's got injury issues, that's a lot to leave on the table. Right? It is. Like, if I, you. I don't, he's got to pick that up. He's got to pick it. He can wind. Whatever deal he could get this year is probably still going to be there next year. Because um, he, he's already injury prone. If he gets hurt again, they're probably going to. You know, what does that become? Like, two years 25 becomes two years 18. You know, like like the, the difference there when you're putting thirty four million dollars on off the table, like I, I don't think that's significant enough. I think he's gotta pick up that option. You could just whine for a year and then sign something new. You know what I mean? And they he could pick up the option and still it's still a tradable one year deal. Yeah, yeah. Boston could move that deal. Um it, it's expiring money, so they could move that deal and get um I, I don't know what they could get, but they could get they could get pieces for that. Some young, probably some some not great picks. Yeah, give them an opportunity um, to, uh, you know, give them an opportunity to to add more players to the roster. I guess they're gonna have to replace Brad Wanamaker. Um, I guess that's probably not that hard to replace. <laughs> you can replace Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> you know where I, you know where I, you know where I like Gordon Hayward. Where's that? Well, well, Dallas. 
Well, Dallas, yeah. Now, Dallas isn't giving up the assets that, or giving up the money you'd need to get him, right? Like, Boston's going to have to take Gordon back Hayward, a little bit of money. How much is money. he making? 34? 34, yeah. So you'd have to take up some bad money to, to, get, Gordon, to, to get rid of Gordon Hayward, I think. You know what? You know what trade would be interesting is like a Zach Levine based trade for Gordon Hayward. That would be really interesting. Too. Oh, I oh, I, I, that's a terrible trade for Boston, and I love it. <laughs> that doesn't mean it won't happen, right? <laughs> Zach Levine, Zach Levine ruins that team's chemistry. I think I hate oh, Zach Levine. Apparently, why you, do I hate do. Zach Levine? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but you do. You definitely hate Zach Levine, I, and and it's funny because I. I would say I I have a ver- very moderate reasonable opinion about Zach Levine and I sound yeah. like a Zach Levine fan compared to you. So <laughs> Not sure why every argument we have about Zach Levine I'm on the other side. Not sure why yeah. that's the case. Always, um, always. That, there was that one time. There was that one time where we saw camera footage of that robbery in Cleveland and you were like that's ugh, Zach Levine. I'm like that that's looks not like Zach Levine. Levine. Like, it's like, not Dwayne, Zach that guy's five eight. What are you talking yeah. about? It's, like, it's <laughs> Dwayne's like that's definitely Zach Levine. Definitely like, Zach Levine in a disguise. It's definitely <laughs> in disguise. Look, look, he shrunk himself down, flew to Cleveland. It's the perfect crime, Brandon. How do you not see this? <laughs> it's the perfect crime. No one will suspect him. <laughs> no one will suspect him, except me. <laughs> except me. I'm on to you, Zach Levine. I'm, I'm on to you. <laughs> I'm on to you, Zach. Quote, quote of the podcast is, I'm on to you, Zach Levine. <laughs> like international diamond thief, Zach Levine. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love this um, so much. I was thinking about Chicago the other day, um, about what they do with Zach Levine, because he's got two years left on his deal, and it's extremely tradable. And Chicago is in a weird spot because they don't have – I don't think they have their marquee young guy yet that's probably going to be their guy. But they've got a lot of really good young pieces. Mm-hmm. And so I don't don't really know what they want or, 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 or what they would need. I was thinking about this for the – I was thinking about the draft. Um, is it a situation where they'd want to move their pick if they could for anything – vet related or do they want to add yet another young guy to a team that doesn't really have a vet leader and then I started thinking about Zach Valee at this point in his career that should be that would be the perfect spot for him like where he is would be the spot that you would want a guy like that right where like a guy who's been around kind of a vet can score in bunches but you've got a bunch of young guys to do all the talent a bunch of young talented guys to do all the things that Zach Levine's not really good at like, that's really, like, the perfect situation for a guy like that. On a two-year deal, so that in two years from now, whenever he inevitably wants to go somewhere else, it doesn't matter because you've got your, your young crew that's ready to step in. Like, it's kind yeah. of the perfect situation, and yet I hate him there. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, know, you, know what you, you know what I think the world needs is to look at Zach Levine and be like, okay, Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford. Jason yeah. Terry, like that's who that's who Zach Levine is. Like that's what I think, and I think everyone will like him more if they view him that way. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think it, it, like a sixth man, he comes in, gets you twenty five, yeah. thirty points every now and then. Yeah, 
Because couldn't you see Zach Levine coming off the bench playing 30 or, you know, 25 to 30 minutes a night and dropping like 30 in game four of the first round? one night and yeah. like that's what makes sense for like you know for the bucks or something for, like for the i could totally see that happen he yeah, seems like Clippers. a clipper seems yeah, like he comes I off totally the bench Kawhi goes out they, and then by the end of the season everyone realizes he's better than paul george another yeah, guy right? that i hate <laughs> yeah you hate paul george you've always hated paul george i've always kind of liked paul, paul george, george but yeah it's uh, <laughs> chicago's interesting at that four pick because they could they could do a number of things at the, with that with the number four pick um, I've seen a lot of people saying trading it. I just don't know who's trading up to four. There's just no one in this draft worth trading up assets for it at four. When you mm-hmm. could you could get who you could probably get up as equal a player at ten, honestly, for being honest. <laughs> yeah. Do you go upside or like would you go like like Obi Topin from Dayton, who is supposed to be someone who's like pro ready and has like a high floor? Yeah. Or would you go, I would go Topin like, if Okay. If Topin's on the board, I go Topin. Um I, 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 since you brought him up to me a couple weeks ago, I've I, I bought in on Okongwu, but I just don't know if I want to add another front court player to, to Chicago. Yeah, I don't think you do. I think I think you get a wing or a point guard. Like I think if Lamelo Ball is on the board at four, them, which it, I hate, I, I it doesn't sound like he point is. Guard, though. What do you mean another one? They oh yeah, I guess they got Kobe White. I forget about Kobe. <laughs> they got Kobe White. White. I mean like they just Chris took Dunn. him last year. <laughs> Yeah, I, I no no no. You're right. I completely forgot about Kobe White. I take that back. But you know, like, do you swing on like Denny Avija from um, Maccabi Tel Aviv? Like, like he's that supposed to be like that upside like combo three four stretch player. Like, yeah. I, I know you know he could play next to Lori Markinen, and I I don't know I don't know like Toppin or 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 somebody that you swing a little bit. I kind of go back and forth with Chicago because I feel Here's like the they've got guys that can play. They need that like next level guy. You know. I've decided I've been working on this. I'm step on my one of my big running themes for next week when we when we do our full draft preview. Yeah, I'm looking forward thinking, to that. I've been thinking about this a bit, and I think that kind of my draft philosophy is changing a bit as the league changes. Um, my draft philosophy used to always be miss big. Like if you, yeah. if you have two guys that you that you like equally, always take the big guy because it's easier to replace what the guard does than it is to replace what the big guy does. Okay. Um, yeah. P- Portland fans. <laughs> I don't say it's always right, but that's my philosophy. <laughs> no, no, it, it right. never. Just, it, yeah, I'm saying I'm not able to evaluate that statement. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, the Portland guy is probably not the best person to make that argument to. Fair, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of been the way that I've always kind of thought. But I'm kind of thinking now that if if all things are equal in the in the draft. You just take a six-seven wing, whoever the yeah. best six-seven wing is on the board. That's who you take. And Nowadays, because, that's it. Everyone needs them. <laughs> yeah, Be, and it's simply because like those guys, they're so versatile, and that's pretty much just what the league is now. Like mm-hmm. just, just take whoever you think the best six. Look at the just sort the sort the draft list by height, and just look at six-seven <laughs> and whoever you think the best one of those guys is. Just take it. Sort, sort the draft list by height. Oh, I love that so much. That makes me so happy. I love it so much. So that's kind of, and I kind of think when I think BPA, and I think that's probably what Chicago does, does, should do, is just take just take whoever you think that person is. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, and and what lends credit to what you just said is um, like, and I'm a Portland fan, so this is the first one that comes to mind. But there's a ton of deals all over the league like this. Um, the Yusuf Nurkic contract, twelve million per year, right? Mm. Um, the Clint Capella contract, eighteen million per year, right? Jonas Valanciunas, fifteen million per year. You know, the, these are you can go sign a big guy and get production at that position nowadays. Um, but wings, you can't find. You just can't find them. You can find small guards who score and big guys who rebound, but you can't find wings who defend and shoot threes and crash the boards and do all that stuff. Like, that's what's hard to yeah. find. So I agree with you. I agree. Sort sort the list by height and just roll with it. <laughs> or, or steal Masai Ujiri's, um draft board. That's If you can do that, always do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> whoever whoever is on whoever is at top of his draft board because you know it's probably some African kid no one's thinking about. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> the Masai Ujiri's known since he was eleven. Yep, yep, <laughs> known about since he was eleven. This guy's amazing. I I would love I would love to take like you know you see the like those master class master classes things that have come out like i would love to take his master's class on on draft evaluation i i feel like you would take it it'd be like a one-hour seminar and like by the end of the first hour you would know nothing about draft evaluation but everything about some dude in guatemala like that's what i think would happen (laughs) like like, man there's this argentinian kid yeah he's He's eight years old playing in spain right now he's only 15 but let me tell you something (laughs) yeah look Masai, he's that guy is prepared, man. That guy does his homework. Um, I've decided I hate this draft. By the way, all the guys I like are guys being drafted, like being projected from like four to fifty. <laughs> like I just, yeah. I hate, I hate this draft one through three. I love it like six through like twelve. Yeah, right. Like I like Topin and I like uh, Ogangwu, um, the 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 big guy from USC that we talked about. I like Isaac Okoro from from Auburn, the wing. Uh, I I think he's I think he's a player. Uh, what do you think of Cole Anthony, the point guard from North Carolina? Ooh, Cole Anthony was a guy that I was thinking. That was one of the things when I was thinking about Chicago stepping on my my, my mock next week. Chicago, I'm sorry. if they <laughs> if they could trade back, I'd love him there. I love him at like ten. But okay, the thing that makes about sense. It, but the thing about it is ten in that draft is I think Phoenix, and Phoenix I don't think is trading up. Not to four anyway. Like why would Phoenix doesn't need another rookie? <laughs> no, yeah, like, Washington, San Antonio, none of those teams seem like like big trade. I I don't know if there's going to be a team that's eager to trade up in this draft. Like I just don't know I that. Th- yeah. At least I think if anyone's trade, you know, it. you know, the team that I think is most likely to trade up in this draft is Charlotte, because I think <laughs> I think Charlotte really really wants. Um, uh, James Wiseman, and I think they're afraid James Wiseman's not going to be there at three. Yeah, the rumors are that Golden State likes him, which is interesting. So, I think he makes a ton we- of sense for Golden State, honestly. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, they can also, they you know, they can also let him kind of sit and learn and figure things out for a little while. They he's not going to come in and need to like save the franchise, which I like. So. Nah, he doesn't need to By do the that. way, um, I found my second rounder I like. I haven't talked about I, I I've just started to dabble in the NBA draft, so I know who yeah, like I've started yeah, I started I started right? I started really seriously looking last week. I'm gonna be ready by next yep. week. Yeah. Um but I, I found Peyton Pritchard and he's he's actually from Oregon, so um my, my Oregon Pritchard, roots would I don't be there. Even know him. 
Um, so he's he's a guard from Oregon, and he's he's a senior, and so he's gonna go like second round, right? But he's and he's only six two, but he. Uh, you, I always like, and I do this in football too. I'm kind of prone to guys who you watch in college and they get better every year. I'm always kind of, mm. I you know, what was significantly better, like across the board, like his percentages went up, everything went up. Seems like a hard worker, and he um he shot like forty percent from three last year. I think that kid can play. I'm not saying he's like a starter all star, but I think he can be a a sixth man, a um you know a rotation guy, and somebody's gonna get him in the second round. And I think he's, I think he can play. I think he can make a roster. So. Sorry, I, I don't know where I came. I up like with it. That. Sorry, <laughs> I like it. I feel like this is the, this is that's what this draft is though. There's no guy at the top that I like, but I feel like there's gonna be at least like three or four guys that's gonna be drafted late first, early second that we're gonna be that are gonna be on teams playing big minutes like four years from now. I definitely think I, I think so too. Be. Yeah, I think so too. And of, there's gonna be there's gonna be draft. diamonds in the rum in the rough. There's always diamonds in the rough, right? I th- I. Th- Killian Hayes. I can't decide if I like Killian Hayes or not. He's the point guard from France? From somewhere. I don't know. Is it yeah. France? Yeah, I think he's from somewhere. France. He's like 6'5", so that's that's all good. He's huge. That's all good I stuff. I like big guards. Yeah. I, like my, I like my guards big, Brandon. You have always liked big guards. It's true. That's If there's one thing I know about you, it's that you like big guards. It's true. I like my guards big. Um, I also saw a rumor the other day that the Pelicans are, are shopping Drew Holiday, which I think makes all the sense in the world. Um, yeah, what does he get on the open market though? Like, what are people giving up for Drew Holiday? I wonder. I think it depends on who it is. If I'm the Lakers, I give up whatever the Pelicans want. Yeah, again so they, though, like, he, you know, the Lakers they, they don't really have that much to move unless they're moving Danny Green. Oh, that's right, because the Pelicans already have all their picks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Drew and Drew makes twenty six million dollars. So you got to remember that with the Lakers, like the Lakers have. Danny Green making fifteen million. Yeah, they've got Danny Green making fifteen million, KCP making eight million, Avery Bradley making five, JaVale McGee four. But th- those are their big contracts outside of LeBron and and, and AD. So uh, getting to twenty, uh, getting to twenty million is very reasonable for the Lakers. Getting to thirty million is really hard for them. Um, that that's something that I think they'd have a hard time getting to. Uh, in any kind of trade, so acquiring someone like Drew Holiday at 26 million, like it's possible, but I don't know what they could include that would entice them, like Danny Green and you know Javale yeah, McGee and 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 a first in 2040 is probably not appealing. <laughs> <laughs> the other team that needs a point guard is Philly. Philly needs a point guard. New York, the Knicks. We keep going back to the Knicks. The Knicks could use a point guard. Like, Stop that's, it! That's, Stop talking the about the really Knicks. I'm sick. I don't want to talk uh, about the Knicks. Can we? Yeah, I, I, I know. This is a rule. A rule on the two guys the podcast going forward. We're not talking about the Knicks. <laughs> no more Knicks, huh? I, look, look, look. I'm just saying the Knicks need a point guard. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it makes sense though. The Knicks need everything though, but they have a lot of tradable, yeah. a lot of tradable pieces. I don't know. Julius Randle for Drew Holiday makes sense. Wasn't Drew? Yeah, wasn't although I don't know that they want Julius Randle to come back. Going back. Yeah, I don't think they want him to come back. Uh, um, he, here's 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 kind of a thought. I I know this is a little crazy, right? But what about Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday for Chris Paul and a pick? Sending Chris Paul back to New Orleans, huh? 
Yeah, I know that's a little crazy, right? I know it's it's a little nutty, but I almost feel like Chris Paul would be like a nice influence. Watching what he just did in Oklahoma City, like would be a nice influence on Zion Williamson and Nikhil Alexander Walker and Jackson Hayes and Brandon Ingram. I kind of feel like that might be a benefit. Like Ingram, I think would benefit because I think Paul would get him the ball, right? Paul might just get 12 assists a game. And then Zion, of course, is going to benefit from a like a real point guard. Um I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Interesting. I've already got. I've and I already think OKC of, would be interested. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'll come. My wife will come home where we'll be talking about dinner, and I'll say, "What do you want for dinner?" And she'll say, "Oh, I don't know. What do you want?" And then I'll say, "I want tacos." Yeah. And yeah. And always like, say tacos. Yeah, and I was like, then you get your mouth say on the taco. It's like, like God, I kind of really want tacos, and then she'll go, ah, "I think I want Chinese." And then now mm-hmm. you're kind of disappointed because before you didn't really care, but then she said yep. she didn't care, but now you kind of want tacos. But now you know <laughs> that. But now you know that ultimately you're going to end up with Chinese food because that's what she wanted. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. This is I promise this is going somewhere. <laughs> this is how I feel about Chris Paul. Because before I didn't really care about Chris Paul, but now I've kind of talked myself into Chris Paul as a hornet. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. You've talked so about now, Chris. You, I've, Eddie, you, when you talk about him going back to New Orleans, now I'm kind of upset. It's <laughs> 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 like before I didn't really care. <laughs> what What do you give up for Chris Paul? Is it like Terry Rozier and Nick Batum? Is that Terry is Rozier? That what you do? And you can pick between Batum. I think. Business contract is already up, isn't it? Yeah, business done. Cody Zeller is the only other like big yeah, money so deal you've got on that yeah. roster. So it's either yeah. you take your pick between Cody and uh, and and Batum's contract. Yeah, Rozier and Batum makes sense, and Rozier Rozier helps that team. Um, I don't. Okay, OKC might just want to keep Chris Ball. It's uh, it's two more years of a lot. That's a lot of money for two years. I don't know, man. They might want to get rid of Chris Ball. They might want to swap him out to where they don't have that much money next year because Stephen Adams comes off the books next year too. Yeah, I think they and I definitely. If they resign him, I think they definitely so. would trade him for the right deal. I don't think they would trade him just to get rid of him, but I think they. Yeah, definitely I don't would think trade they're him. giving up. Yeah, I don't think they're giving up like legit assets to get rid of him. So. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I think that if someone came through with a good deal, I think they would trade him. And yeah, I, I think, think Chris so Paul helped Charlotte. I really genuinely do. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I actually I, I've come around on Chris Paul. Like after after last year, yeah. I really feel like Chris Paul if probably. I'm a helps team that's team got a young on. team that I want to get to the next level, I think Chris Paul makes a ton of sense. He also makes a ton of sense in OKC. Like if they just wanted to keep him for two yep. years, I think that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. The only thing the only thing there is is you look like next year is gonna be a, a situation where OKC is gonna have to make some decisions because Chris Paul will pick up his forty four million dollar option because of yep. course. Of course uh, he will. But Steven Adams Steven Adams, Dennis Schrader, both are off the books after next year. So I don't think uh, it, it's going to be at all. Schrader's gone. I don't think so either. And Steven Adams too. But I'm just saying that's a new direction for your team. So at yeah. that point, you're going to be looking at okay, we got to pay Shea in a year. Uh, do we want to pay anyone else? Do we want to look at this? Who do we add in the draft? What kind of free agents are we looking at? Because they've only got 47 million dollars in dedicated money on um, in 2021, 22. So that's is that all they've got? Yeah, and that includes <laughs> that includes Chris Paul. That doesn't include the qualifying offers, but that includes Chris Paul. 
<laughs> so it's mostly Chris Paul. So they're going to have to figure make decisions because this team could look wildly different in two years. Do they, um, they, so I don't know. Are, if we they, ba- are we still are we still in on Andre Robertson? I feel like Andre Robertson has been like one of those guys that people have talked about for two years, but hasn't ever really been healthy. Yeah, you could be in on him. I'm not. I've never really been in on Andre Robertson. No, he's fine. I think he's fine. But I don't <laughs> I I think if he's your starting two, I think if he's your starting two, you're not walking around going, I feel good about my starting two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think you probably say, Okay, he's he's a nice utility player in that spot, and I'm glad I have a nice core around him. That's what I think. He could be like a glue guy. Interesting. Okay, see, they're gosh, they gosh, they did a good job. They did a really good job getting <laughs> losing Durant and then get and then, paid. yeah, they're gonna pay Shea, and then that's it, really. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, think, Darius Baisley is a long term piece for them. Baisley, they probably end up yeah, they probably end up resigning him. Very well, very good job for for OKC. Hey, they know what they're doing. Another team, yeah, just knows what they're doing. Run well. They're run well. Always have been, really. They've been run yeah. well uh, for years now. So. And they've uh, got Dennis, uh, or, all the draft yeah, picks. Yeah, not Dennis Schrader. They do. All of them. Absolutely all of them. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, um, where, do you, where do you see him going this year? Do you see him leaving? you see someone sign? you see him helping anyone? Who Who did you say? Gallinari. Oh, Gallinari. Oh, yeah. He, someone will definitely sign him. Yeah. You um, think he helps somebody? Sure. If it, he's already been sure. a clipper, hasn't he? <laughs> Uh, he has been a Clipper. He absolutely has been a Clipper. I, I, de- I definitely think he ends up so well. Milwaukee makes sense if they mm-hmm. can afford him. Um, I kind of like him in the, the Nets. I'm keeping my mouth. I'm keeping my opinions on the Nets quiet because I don't want them to be good. But, <laughs> but I think that team is going to be really, really good next year. Probably win the East. Yeah. But what um, about Charlotte? Nah, I don't want Gallinari. Nah. What about uh, Miami? Nah, I don't want him there either. Don't want him taking minutes. Okay. Guys. Okay. All right. Those those were the two spots I kind of saw that seems like they have money that Mike could use him. So those were kind of the spots that I saw. Yeah, and both of those spots he makes he's the he's probably the best at the best three slash four on the roster, and I don't yep. want him taking minutes from either of those teams' young guys. I understand that. That makes perfect sense. Especially Milwaukee, um, he might make more sense. Okay, Charlotte, so we're gonna for, do Milwaukee for, but Miami, Miami just made the finals. Like, just give all the minutes that you can that you can to those guys. Just keep them together. <laughs> Don't mess with that. It's clearly working. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly working. <laughs> okay, so um, next week we're gonna talk draft. Yep. Uh, which will be fun. I'm, I I can't believe we're talking draft in November, but that's exciting to me. It's I so it. weird. I don't, the league. So I think the last thing I heard was the league was bearing down on a 72 game season that starts end of December. Yeah. Wow. They're gonna start next season in like a month and a half. It's amazing. That's just amazing to me. I, I'm excited about it. I I I, I, I already I miss I, basketball. <laughs> their goal. Their goal is for. I think their ultimate goal is for next season. To start mm-hmm. as regular on regular in regular time. Okay. So they they okay. want that would next, make sense. They want the ne- not this season coming up, but they want the next season to start October of 2021. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense that that's their goal. So, 
Makes sense. And the players did get a long break. So it's, I, I mean, I'm not yeah, saying that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the, I'm not saying the bubble wasn't hard on them and all yeah. that, but it, it, they did get a long break. So it's and not like ending, a, it's not like ending a normal season. Charlotte you know? hasn't played since freaking March. Like they're fine. Yeah, exactly. They're fine. <laughs> like, they're, they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing. Whenever they were talking about bringing these guys into like a makeshift bubble. And people were like, well, why why would they make these guys that aren't playing for anything play? I was like, I don't think these teams want their players out of pocket for a year, right? Like, I don't think you want, yeah. like, do you really want Nick Batum just rolling around France for a year? <laughs> like, like, I think you probably want to get him back in the in the gym a little bit. <laughs> you know, that, that makes sense. I never thought of that, but that's actually a very reasonable perspective. Like, I get that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, these I'm, teams are like... I, I, I don't know that that's the motivation for the owners. But. It's not. It certainly isn't. It's money. <laughs> but it's it 100% sense, money. Yeah. <laughs> but but it makes sense. Yeah, but you're thinking about it again. Especially you got these young teams, like like these teams that like, even like the Warriors. Like I know the Warriors don't really need it, but like Clay hasn't played in, like it's going to be like a full calendar year. Like, More you than just that, right? Clay hasn't played. It would be like 18 oh, months. A year and right? a half. Yeah, it'd be like a year yeah. and a half. That he hasn't yeah. played. Steph's been out forever. Draymond, do we even know where Draymond is? Someone find him. No, no, no. Draymond probably doesn't know where Draymond is. So <laughs> calls calls Steve Kerr. He's like, "Hey, Steve, I I think I'm in Japan. I'm not sure. Not sure. I don't speak the language. Yeah. It sounds French." It's like you're in New Orleans. <laughs> like you're fine, Draymond. You're in like, New Orleans. You're in, you're in New Orleans. <laughs> it sounds French. You're okay, Draymond. You're in Montreal. Why are you in Montreal? First of all, second of all, you're fine. It's he's like it's cold here. It's cold. I think this is French. They're speaking to me. I don't know. Draymond. Oh boy, am I glad uh, so Charlotte I'll- didn't give that guy a max deal. Yeah, for sure. That would have been uh, bad. So, so uh, we've gone an hour, and we we it's pretty much just been a ramble. So, um, yeah. hopefully, the listeners are still with us. But uh, any <laughs> final thoughts before we go, Dwayne? <laughs> yeah, anybody that's still with us, God bless you. If yeah, you God, still, bless, you listen, God bless listen, each and every one of you. Listen to listen <laughs> to us ramble on about our NBA thoughts. Um, yeah, next week we're going to have the draft. The week after that is the draft, and then free agency the week after that. It's, it's going to be a busy yeah, time for the fun. NBA. Should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So. Yep. All right. Um, so before we go, let me just mention it really helps us out. If you go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a nice review, so please do. That about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on iTunes, Stitcher. Check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. You should also follow us on Twitter at twoguysdwayne and at twoguysbrandon. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. It's that infinite, fill in the gap synonyms. Extract minerals, twist it and dash cinnamon. Flavorful, neighbor sniffer from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme wrap, and then we dish it. Yo. Your attention's on the fire Cause on the mic I call experience I'm like a giant I'm like a giant That's a sabotage Nobody move Yeah Don't even sleep Ready to ill Ready to kill Ready to kill Ready to ill Ready to kill Yeah I'm like a giant I'm like a giant I'm like a giant That's a sabotage Nobody move Yeah